It's that time. It's time for the best damn marketing podcast on the planet. Whether you want to sell more products, more services, get more customers, or just make more money. This is where you need to be. Coming to you straight from the trenches and reaching across the globe. It's the High Response Marketing Podcast. Featuring the postcard pioneer himself, Bob Ross. Welcome back to the Bob Ross High Response Marketing Podcast. We've got a great interview today. Uh, this is Ken Rickerman in Los Angeles. So a huge metro area and... He has just completed his third card, which is his second card in card in a new zone. So he's got two different areas that he's working. And I felt it would be great to get him on here. One of the reasons he just, I know he just recently quit uh, his corporate, corporate job, whatever he was doing. I want to say it was, it was in marketing actually. And I've been, Ken has picked, Ken picked up probably a nine by 12 system for me like four or five years ago. And we've been in contact once in a while for for many years now but i know he just actually got into it and he's now on his third card he's now finished his third card on his going on his fourth so and he finished the other ones pretty quick uh his first one i know uh, took him a little bit but his second and third seem to have gone pretty quick so i'm interested to see uh what he says and i'm going to get him on the line right now ken are you there buddy how are you how you doing <laughs> good 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 it's it's early there right 9 a.m yeah, it's early. I've been up for a while. Awesome. Did you get your up? Working uh, out, taking the kids to school and, you know, <laughs> running around. Carpet guy's here today. Something that I bartered. I was going to say <laughs> carpet. You, that should be something that's on your card. Yeah, definitely. It's on the next one. Uh, Car- carpet, insta- carpet installers or carpet cleaning? This one was cleaning, yeah. Okay, right. And you bartered for it. That's great. I did. Wait, did you get your uh, recent order of postcards or are they coming today? Uh, they're coming today. Today, okay. yeah, this afternoon. Yeah, I Sounds just got good. the I got this text. You've got this one is your. Th- I thought it was your fourth or fifth, but I guess it's your third card. Is that right? Yeah, third card. And you're doing flyers. We did another five thousand flyers or so. Flyers. Yeah, this time I did flyers because there's an event uh, that's going on in this in this uh, community, and I'm trying to trying to tie in. Um, you know, the, the events, uh, with my campaign. So this is a perfect fit for that. 10,000 mailings and 5,000 fly- extra flyers. Right. Right. Awesome. On this, on this one. And I'm going to keep looking for events in the communities. Um, you know, just to, just to tie that in, uh, cause that's kind of the way that I'm running this business model and, and how the nine by 12 is fitting in really nicely. That's pretty cool. I, n- I never really thought of that, of just focusing on events and trying to get a bunch of distribution out there. Yeah, and then I actually partner with like the neighborhood council or the chamber of commerce or whoever's running the particular event. Um, so in this case, we're doing a street fair in in the city, and they um, have an ad on the on the card, and then I'm going to have a booth there at the street fair. So I'm going to be promoting everybody that's on the card and promoting myself, obviously, and my business. Wow. And it's going to be a lot. Of- gonna be a lot of fun that is pretty cool are you heavily involved with the chamber in commerce that's something that you've got to be pretty good in in there to do that yeah i mean i i've, I've got a corporate background so i kind of know how to how to talk with with those people i mean it, it can get really frustrating um because they're really nice people don't get me wrong but it, it's more of you know the red tape and the bureaucracy and you, you know they they just they want to help the businesses but then they 
don't really ever pull the trigger on things. So I, I kind of been qualifying the chambers as I go. One chamber loves Walmart, so obviously I wouldn't be doing business with them. <laughs> um, <laughs> another, another, because I'm just all for the local yeah. independent business, right? And and then you know another chamber, you know, is great. They want to barter, you know, with me. They'll they cooperate with me. They ask me to be on the board of directors already. You know, just just things like that. Um, so you know, it just you never know. I met with a, a, a chamber just yesterday. The guy was really awesome. He he laid out a roadmap for me for the for uh, for that community because I was new to the community and I wasn't sure exactly how the lay of the land was. And um, he was really super helpful and gave me some good ideas, confirmed some ideas. And uh, so, you know, I recommend it. It's just that you just got to kind of, you know, go in there. And if the first thing they do is hand you a packet to be a member, run away. So if you go, if you join your chamber of commerce and they hand you a packet, that's a bat, that's a, a red flag, huh? And, yeah, not even join it, but just visit it. And because if you join it, you're already paying the money. So, you, you know, you go in there, you talk to them. And if the first thing they do is you know, pull out one of these membership packets, you know it's just a, more than likely a one-way street. You know, but if they sit down with you and they talk business with you and they, they find out, you know, what you do and, and how you can, you know, work together, you know, then it has a chance to be productive. Because, you know, one of the biggest complaints you hear about the bad chambers out there is, you know, businesses are just wondering, what do you guys do with my dues? What do you do with all my money? They just don't see that type of of return or even even work that they're just paying you know salaries or something so um you know if, if people if they're engaged and they got a lot of events going and uh they have a big the, the what i found is if they have a big membership breakfast like the guy yesterday that's what really i liked about it was he said hey you know come to the, the breakfast uh october 14th and you know we have a minimum of 100 members at this breakfast and, That's you know, huge. normally, there's, yeah. yeah, but normally there's like 20 or 40 or something like that. But, um, and it's usually the same people over and over again. But when some, when they're pulling on a hundred, I mean, this is Los Angeles too, so it's all relative. But if they're pulling in, you know, good, a good num- number of the businesses, you know that they're doing something right. So it's kind of hit or miss, but you've, but the, the, uh, the good signs are that if they seem engaged, they want to really, they they seem to really care about what they're doing and not just signing you up for membership. Look at if they're having these events, if there's a lot of active members, right? Those are the the good things to look for. Yes, definitely. Uh, and you said you come from a corporate background. I knew that a little bit. I know you had. Uh, I believe you just recently kind of left the the corporate world, but I don't know what you did or anything. Yeah, yeah. So I've always been, you know, in sales and marketing. I started out like 20 years ago in cosmetic surgery. I was a, a cosmetic surgeon's uh, marketing director. Um, I actually, I actually started started uh, with the Bosley Medical Group. If, if people know that, that's across the country. Um, they're a hair restoration group, and I learned so much from the guy who built that empire, uh, Don Broder. Um, but that's where I got my start. And then I, I spun off and started working at a, a variety of different uh, cosmetic surgery groups. And then doctors just got to be too much of a pain in the butt to deal with, more with uh, marketing agencies. And I had a career of, you know, like 17 years. And um, 
and then I just saw that the tide turn because I was able to work with small and medium sized businesses who I love to work with is that, that local independent mom and pop business. Um, but what happened was over the last couple of years, it's really taken, you know, a turn where, um, you know, all they were focusing on was the big, big, big companies. Uh, they would call them whales, you know, make sure you're going to get your, sell your whale today and, you know, get your whales. And it's like the, the mom and pop business was just, was just left. They know, are, the they are right. So that was it. So I just, you know, it wasn't part of my value set. It wasn't what I really wanted to do. So I left and I started uh, now shop local. There, you bring up a good point because I really do believe the same. I think small business owners really get left out. I mean, they really don't know what to do, and they're so much easier. Like with when you're dealing with these giant companies, I mean, it has to go through so many different people and so much red tape. Whereas small local businesses, I mean, they can make, they can make decisions right there on the spot. Absolutely, yeah, they make decisions on the spot, and and it's a human interaction. I mean, the whole agency, big corporate, what I call commodity marketing. Because there's just there's just no value. It's just it's whoever pays the most uh, wins, you know, and it can only really be won by by the big businesses. Yeah. You know, that's all going what they call programmatic, you know. So it's all being programmed into computers, and they just they just do it automatically. And it's kind of like putting quarters in a slot machine at, at Vegas. I mean, if you're a if you're a small business owner and you try to compete on that landscape. Um, I mean, even Google, Google was great for the, for the, for the longest time in terms of, of advertising. And I built a fitness business actually on Google, um, 10 years ago I started and Google does still does a lot of great things with their tools and everything. But as far as the pay per click, um, you know, it's just, it's ridiculous because, you know, they don't really have a rate card. You know, you look at it, you know, you have a rate card, Jake, I got a rate card, you know, radio, uh, even the yellow pages had a rate card, you know, when they were around. Yeah. <laughs> but Google doesn't have a rate card. You know, b- businesses basically bid against each other, and the rate card just goes up, 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 up. And at the end of the day, where we're at right now is really the only people that can compete consistently in that marketplace is, you know, the big businesses who can take in a customer at a loss. So, Which is know, out of the reach of most small businesses who need right, to see something right. from the money they spend. Exactly. Right. Exactly. They don't have the infrastructure to pay, you know, to, to, to get some sort of a, you know, okay, well, this will, I'll invest now and then I'll, I'll make my money in six months and, and things like that. You know, they need to have more of, you know, an immediate, you know, turnaround or at least an immediate relevance in the, in the marketplace. And, you know, that's where I find, you know, the nine by 12 is just phenomenal for, for, for that type of, um, you know, local local business in the way that I use it because it's it's real. <laughs> you know, everything else is everything is virtual community, and it's like I just try to remind people, hey, we got this great real community right here in your own backyard. Remember the one that you built your business on? You know, let's go back to that one. And I love your map, Jake, about the the, the neighborhood with the houses. You know, the the Google. Yeah. App that you well, when they can or, see it, yes, yes, yes. Ironically, Google, right? But yeah, so it's, <laughs> right. so so it's just so awesome because that's exactly what it's all about. It's about you know getting into those communities, getting into the hands of the people that are in those houses, and when you stop and you make, help make that resonate, 
you know, people start getting it. So many marketers today are, they look at marketing as, especially if you've came up within the last 10 years or so, you think of marketing as all these statistics and these reports and these traffic figures when really you're looking at, a, you should be looking at the physical actual boundaries. Okay, here's the houses. How do we reach the people in these houses right here? That's where the customers are going to come from. Yep. And business owners, more than us even, that's how they think. They don't think in terms of, okay, there's so much, oh, like this keyword has this amount of traffic and this pay-per-click bid is this currently. <laughs> that stuff doesn't resonate with them. Showing them a map, hey, we can reach all these homes right here in this neighborhood, that resonates. I really like that you brought that up. It's so powerful when you do it in, in real life. I don't sell Google, I sell community is kind of a tagline I use. I love that. I love that. The whole word community is great. It's just such a good word. It seems like you've really kind of are building your 9x12 business, everything you're doing around this community. I am. I am. I mean, I mean it's very important to me. I, I learned about how the power of community when I, um, I, I started a, a, char- a charter school, a K-8 charter school, because we were looking for a, a school for my, my, first, uh, my firstborn, my, my son, like 17 years ago <laughs> uh, when he was born. And then, and then, like, I don't know, it was 11, 10 years ago when he was in kindergarten. And long story short, we just we couldn't find the school that we wanted, so we started a school. And um, it was a community-based school. It's called Our Community School. It's a public charter school, actually. It isn't private, but it but it, it provides a private education, you know, more high-quality um, education. And um, I just saw the power of all of everybody coming together, working together. And uh, in four years, it became the California Charter School of the Year. Wow. Um, so that kind of success you know, kind of, you know, when I, when I started thinking about going on on my own as a marketer, you know, that, that emboldened me to say, Hey, you know, I think, you know, since we pulled it off in the educational world, you know, I think I'm going to try to pull it off in the, in the, in the business world. And, you know, it's going so, so far, so good. It's got a, got a long way to go. And, you know, we just hope it, it continues to resonate and people continue to, to respond to the idea that it's really important to spend with small businesses um, as opposed to corporates all the time. I'm not going to get people to stop using Amazon. I'm not going to stop using Amazon. I'm not going to stop my wife from going to Target. You know, they just have to be different. um, You just got to shift, you know, the spending a little bit into the small businesses. And yeah, it's the business's responsibility and our responsibility to be, to be different and unique um, so that people can see the value there. How do you think, because I think business owners really struggle with this, is how how they can be different than their, maybe they're up against a big competitor, a big chain, big corporate. Uh, how, as a marketer, how can you, how do you think you can help them? some of them be unique or be different? Yeah, um, that's a great question. It's, it's funny because that's actually from a consulting standpoint, you know, what I try to really focus on, too, is just basically, you know, strategy. Um, because really the definition of strategy is how are you different than your competition, you know, the way that I learned strategy anyway. Um, so I, I, you know, I really look at finding a business's competitive edge and then enforcing that unique advantage in the marketplace so that they do stand out above all this noise 
um, you know, that that's going on these days. Everybody's so busy. Everybody's, you know, got ADD and everybody's, you know, just trying to catch up to the bound, the new boundaries that technology has set. Um, and you just really gotta, gotta, gotta be different to get people's attention. So I give a workshop with score, which is part of the small business administration around uniqueness. And what I try to, you know, impart there is just really finding one thing that they focus on. And, you know, a couple quick ways to find that is, you know, what do your customers say about you? I mean, that's really one of the best ways to do it because your uniqueness in a sense is your reputation, you know, because if, if you got great customers that have been with you for a long time and you, you ask them, Hey, you know, what do your customers say about you? And the customers start, or they, they tell, they tell you what the customers say, you're going to find really a pattern and some golden nuggets there that you can pull out and say, Hey, look, it sounds like you do this not only different than anybody else, but better than anybody else. That is awesome. And I, really, and I think we need to, you know, really lead with that in your messaging. And it, it's so not too difficult to find find what customers are saying because they generally plaster it all over Yelp and Google reviews. And... Yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. So That's such a know, simple strategy, but that's really a quick you, – you, you brought up a really, really good point there. What are your customers saying about you? And then finding that advantage, why they're going there, why, why they took the time to write a review. Right, and it can also be a good qualifier. Um, you know, like one of the first questions I ask a lot of times is, what do you do differently than your competition? Or why would someone shop with you as opposed to somebody else? Because if I'm coming in and I'm saying, hey, and this is sincere. I mean, I'm coming in and I'm saying, hey, you know, I'm only working with one plumber or one, you know, restaurant of this type in this area. Um, and I'm just wondering, you know, I saw some good reviews about your business, but I'm wondering, you know, what do you hear most often? What, why should I come to you as opposed to somebody else? And, you know, you got to be careful with it because it's somewhat challenging, but once you do it, you know, a few times, it, it, it's pretty smooth. And then th- that makes them think. And, and the, the people who can answer that question right then and there pretty quickly, you know that or you want to do business with that person, in my opinion, because they, they know what they're doing. They know what people are saying about them. They maybe even have a strategy to make sure that they are different. They're, they're, they, another question I ask is, you know, when's, when do you have your marketing meetings? You know, and if they stare at you like, you know, a deer in the headlights, <laughs> right. you know, you, you know that, well, you know, they really need my help. It's not like you run away from them, but you know what type of business owner you're dealing with. You're either, you know, dealing with someone who you're going to have to educate some somewhat and, and help the most, or you're going to have, um, you know, a, a business that you can grow even more success than they already have. Are there... So that idea of uniqueness is, is helpful in a lot of ways. You know, again, that, that guy taught me a long time ago, he just said, hey, you know, you, you just got to look out for the, the control freaks, the smart Alex, and the know-it-alls. You know, just have your radar up for those because they'll waste a lot of your time and they'll, they'll make, your, make your life hell if they do become a client. So, I mean, those are some general parameters, but I never like to prejudge anybody. And I'm just really out to help 
anybody who, you know, is, is sincere in, in their desire to help the community and build the community and, and be a part of that whole thing. Ken, how has your response been feeling you're on your third card now? How is your how has everything gone as far as talking with business owners? And and let me ask you this too, because I think I think uh some people are gonna have this impression that you already have all these contacts, that you've been in this in a marketing agency and it was probably a breeze for you to fill these cards. And I'm guessing that probably wasn't true. You probably had to cold prospect a lot. Am I right or you are right. You are right. Because, you know, LA is a big place and, you know, my clients, um, were all over spread all over the place. And I'm really just focusing more in my, my right outside my home. And I never worked really that territory too much. Um, so yeah, there's been a lot of cold, cold prospect. And I think there have been maybe two or three clients in the three cards that, um, I knew from the past. Did you, how did you prospect? Give, give, give us some insight on that. Even though I've been in marketing a long time, you know, this is my third card. And I listened to your interview yesterday with Matthew with 250 cards. So I, I'm somewhat embarrassed to even, you know, try to put out my opinion as to, you know, what I can even offer in terms of the nine by 12. That's why I'm trying to share a little bit more. Sure. There's a lot of, there's a, there's a lot of people that are listening. To, hey, not to go off topic, but I, I want to say that, you and I have been emailing every now and then for like three or four years, right? Yeah. So, yeah. so like you, a lot of people have probably been looking at this and thinking about it, but haven't actually done it. So you're already three cards ahead of a lot of people. Right. Right. No, I appreciate that. And yeah, I was, I was, I was already big trying to figure out when I was going to start that business. Um, you know, how, how, it, if, and how this nine by 12 would fit in. And I appreciate your, your patience through, through those years. And finally, when I pulled the trigger, you know, it, it went pretty quickly with, um, you know, me hitting the streets and, 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 uh, you know, trying to figure out how to do this, meaning it, it went really quickly that I got out there because I didn't want to really, I didn't want to compete against my, 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 you know, business that was employing me. I mean, I, I just thought that was wrong. They were paying me a lot of money and, and I just, that's why I didn't pull the trigger on it until, until I got out on my own. But in answer to your question that the prospecting is still a work in progress. And my real goal is to try to figure out a system to scale it up, you know, you know, as quickly with control, um, that I can. And so I've done a variety of different methods. I, I first, sent out, uh, I think I got a, a letter from one of, you, one of the members from the Midwest or something. It wasn't Matthew. It was another, another gentleman. And I tried this sales letter. Um, and I mean, it could work for other people, um, but it didn't work in Los Angeles. Um, it just did not work in Los Angeles. So that was, a, that was a complete waste for me in terms of getting that particular sales letter. Now, I could rewrite a sales letter and try different ones, but you know, what happened was because it didn't work as well as I thought it would. And I'm out here building a business. I'm building multiple facets of the business. It isn't just the nine by 12. So I, I, I'm like relying on, okay, well, you know, I'll get, I'll get so many leads from the email, so many leads from this and, you know, nothing comes in hardly. Um, and I was like, Oh God, I, okay, I got to hit the streets. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I just hit the streets and went door to door to door and, that's what I found, you know, again, was, was the best. And I've, I've, I've seen that 
opinion in your in your forum a lot um, is just knock on doors and and then I'm trying to develop a way to to make that easier um, where uh, again Google with their tools is great I use Google Maps so if I have an appointment I'll go and meet up with somebody but I'll have like a list of businesses loaded up into Google Maps and then when I go to that appointment I can see on Google Maps all the other businesses that I want to see right in that area. And then you can, I have this little mini iPad and I, and I just kind of, um, you know, hit the next business, hit directions and it, and it gives me the, the directions and I just follow along and go from one business to the next or I, I get out of the car and just start walking. Have you, so it's just things like that. Have you had generally positive overall response when you go to cold prospecting? You know, I have to say that I have. Um, you know, again, I think it's a learning a learning process. I think every market is a little different, um, not only in L.A., but across the country. And, you know, L.A. is, you know, just kind of they got a reputation for being different. But I think that if you break it up into the smaller communities, you know, L.A. is just like every every other place. And, you know, I, I just try to, to, to try to go into these businesses and, I just try to make it really short and sweet because otherwise it gets, it gets ugly if you don't, because, you know, you're interrupting their day and, you know, they really don't, don't want to stop their day. You don't know what's going on in, in their world. So I really like the way, you know, Matthew talked about, you know, bringing in the card and just dropping it off. Um, and, and I, I bring in my business card. And I usually just say, hey, you know, I'm hoping to speak with the person who handles your community marketing. And and then they'll usually say, or I'll say, is that you? And then that puts them kind of on the spot. That's pretty good, usually, right? You know, and then they'll usually, they, they won't start questioning me. They, they're like, now they have to defend themselves. That, oh, no, don't talk to me. I'm not in charge <laughs> Right, right. You know? That's good. That's so, really good. So then, yeah, and then, so that, so then, you know, they're they're nice, and they give me the name of the person who's usually not there, and I say, do, do they have a business card? And they give me the business card, and half the time the email's not on the business card. And I say, hey, you know, to make this easy for everybody, including you, I, you know, is there an email I can just send something? And then boom, 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 they'll just write that email right down. And then I I come back and I I have all these business cards, and I use a um, a pipeline tool called pipe drive. It's, it's really, really simple. Um, I think that you actually have it as one of the recommendations. I do. And on, I only, I do. I recommend it be, just because other people have used it so well. I have my own database, but, uh, I have heard such good things about pipe drive for so long. I always do recommend it. Yeah. So I, I, you know, I put it in the pipe drive and that seems to be working out pretty well. Although I just started using streak. Do you know that one? Yeah, I use I use Streak every day for for oh, yeah. open tracking. So I email and I can with Streak you can check and see when they open the emails. Right, but they also have a customer management. Oh yeah, I, I I don't mess. It's installed because the extension installs it, but I've never actually used it. Yeah. So if anybody is using pipelines and wants to do it that way, I know that Matthew was saying that he uses his phone. You know, people use it different ways. You know, but if you if you like pipelines, you know, I've, I actually like Streak. I've, I've played with it the last week or so. It's just cool that it plugs into into the email system. 
Do you use um, the free version no. do you, or do you pay use the paid one? No, it's just the free one. Yeah, yeah awesome. It's great. I mean, the, the the paid one, it looks like it just gives you reports. And I don't really need reports right. at this point. So it's fine, yeah. Would you so, say... you know, these are the tools that I use. Would you say... Now, so you're saying you, you cold prospected for the most part. And you would get would get the information and then email the business owners. How many... And then you would close the deals over email? Or you would set up an appointment? No, no, no. Yeah, no, I would set up appointments. Yeah. Probably takes about a hundred to fill up a card, a hundred conversations. Yeah. You know, because some a lot of those aren't aren't pitches. You know, some even if you're talking to the business owner or I'm talking to the business owner, it doesn't mean that I'm getting involved in the conversation. Um, it just doesn't work that way. I mean, right. some people. I mean, there's a lot of competition everywhere, and there's a you know so. Unfortunately, a lot of times the market is ruined for a lot of business owners, you know, because, you know, there's just been a lot of times that they've been burned. They've been burned by corporations. They've been burned by the guy working out of this garage selling, you know, this, this commodity marketing that I talk about. Yeah. And they, and it's too bad because they just, they've given up and, and that, that's probably the toughest part. It's like when I get, when I get shut down, I don't feel as bad for me as I do for them because I'm like, I don't even know how you're going to, how you're going to compete. I want to go back for one second here because I want to give people a good idea of what I want to give people a good idea that it is the biggest challenge, at least for most is getting in front of business owners. Would you agree with that? That's like the biggest challenge is actually getting to pitch a, a decision maker. Oh, absolutely. Like Matthew was saying on that interview, it's like, you know, you, you don't forget about those people and you, and you don't like write them off. You know I mean? I think that's the biggest mistake is you can't, you can't take it personally. You know, if they don't want to do the card, you know, you don't, it's not an all or nothing situation. You just assume that it's a timing situation, you know? And, and I just say, Hey, so, you know, what do you think about the idea in general? Is this just a, not a good time for you to do it? And then, Half of them will say, yeah, yeah, right now I've got, um, I've, I, I got, like I was talking to this auto guy and, and he said, yeah, we've had so many inspections this, this month. It's just crazy how many inspections, all our money has gone to inspection. I just can't do it. I said, all right, no problem. You know, I'm doing another one in November and you know, I'll stop back in October and maybe that'll be a better time for you. And he's like, yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. You know, on so, your second and third, on your second and third cards, were a lot of those a result from people you had prospected on the first? Absolutely. I mean, I, this would be a good idea because I'm, you know, I don't, for me, the first card was, was rough. I mean, it was just to get out there and, and also because I was doing other things, like I said, and then I was surprised that the other mediums didn't work. I'm like, okay, I got to just get out there and start selling. And, um, but, but what I got out of that first card, which is the one that is, is being delivered and, and being printed now, is that I, I renewed that first card in two weeks. And I thought it was going to be like less than a week for a renewal. I went in there and I renewed probably 70, 80%. And then... I called up a couple people that were from that waiting list or what I call waiting list. Right. And then 
they and then you know they said oh yeah yeah let's do it this time around let's do it and and uh, oh and when I had gotten a call from somebody when the last card went out and he said oh hey when your next card comes out you know let's do it and I went down and I, I had I had pre-sold him immediately and I actually sold him a website too <laughs> you know so all of a sudden you know I, just the card itself going out this business owner picked it up a cleaners dry cleaners and you know. That was a good one. So all of a sudden now this this card is renewing in a week, and then I just had a couple of surprises where again I get I get like I, I'm too positive sometimes. I'm like okay okay great now I can move on to my next market, and then all of a sudden it blows up in my face. You know <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't a hundred percent done yet. It's like okay the the dentist that advertises everywhere decides not to do it, um, but he's gonna. Again, he said, yeah, but I'll do it again in the future. Right now, I'm doing this and this, and give me a quote for the solo mailers, which I, I got from you. Um, and he hasn't he hasn't decided on those yet. That and could be a big one, though. Yeah, it could be. So, uh, you know, between, you know, collecting payments and getting the artwork and, and selling the last two spots. Um, and then, actually, this this barter um, that they're doing right now was, was the last spot. I was like, you know, what do we need around <laughs> what the house? What do you house need around there? the you house? Know, <laughs> you know, it's like we need a lot too. I got yeah. a lot of I need done. I got oh, and I I, I bartered. Um, I bartered. The pool was getting kind of done, dingy too, so I had to get the pool. <laughs> so yeah, no, I'm 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 with your guys that talk about don't discount barter. You know, that's, yeah. that's the best way. Because they're because the the businesses love doing it too. They love it. They love giving it service in exchange for it. They do, they do. But you know, getting back on point though is like. You know, that, that's what really was great when I was able to renew that card so quickly. I'm expecting even a better renewal the other market that I was doing, that my second market that I did, um, because I have a waiting list of probably at least 10 people who said, I want to do it on the next. Already? The next store. Wow. And, I mean, that's not including the people that are on the card. So I'm hoping that, you know, I you're going to get repeats plus these people in a week or two as well. Yeah. That initial yeah, I mean, hard work is now paying good. off, starting to pay off. I um, would guess it that it's much. I would guess that overall it is much harder to prospect in a, a giant area like L.A. than smaller towns. I would guess. I think so. I mean, in a, in an actual competition, um, I think there's the, the market that I went out to yesterday. The, and the, the chamber guy was talking to me and he took me over to the chamber and he like said, here, here's your competition. He starts handing me all these things. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, there's love. There's that much competition. And at the end of, I left with like six magazines and, wow. and, and money mailers and stuff. And I'm like, okay, well, at least I know what I'm, what I'm up against. That's good. Okay. Um, so, so you knew you were up against that. Did you run into any resistance uh, during your prospecting of people saying, you know, this is money mailers cheaper, I do that, or anything like that. How'd you handle that? Yeah, I, I'm just I'm just now opening that market, and I am starting to hear the price points um, that they have. Um, so, you know, what I say to them is, well, look, I mean, it's just like what everybody else is saying to them with, from, from your great training is that, you know, hey, you know, this is every with what I like to say is with 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 my medium, everybody's on the cover. 
except your competition. So every other medium that you that you see out there, you're going to have to fumble through an envelope of coupons, and 90% of them are corporations. They're not local businesses. So you're just going to get lost in all that corporate advertising. Nobody's going to care. You know, you're going to be completely ir- irrelevant. Um, and then same thing with magazines. If people are paging through, a, you know, 40, 50-page magazine, I mean, how many exposures are you really going to get? It sounds to me like you are, you haven't said it, but it sounds to me like you're using 9x12 for a much bigger purpose. Like, I can't see you just 9x12 is your sole business. Are you trying to, are you trying to use that as the entry point and then sell other services? I'm guessing. Yeah, um, really, I mean, the, the main drive for me is, is more of a cause business. Um, where this whole idea of steering consumers away from the big brands and more into the small local businesses. Um, you know, I, I just really want to take care of the, the small business owners. And when we take care of the small business owners, it helps the whole community. I mean, the, the, the biggest statistic is, you know, if you do business with too much business, again, it isn't all or nothing scenario, but if we do too much business with the big brands, what happens is only a, like 13% of that money that we spend with them goes back into our local community. But if we do business with a small business owner, about 48, 50% of money recycles back into the community just through, you know, suppliers and vendors and employment and, you know, just a variety of different economic reasons. So, I mean, that's, that's the main drive from, from my point of view in terms of, of, of doing a, a community marketing business. So I think that's where, that's where the bigger picture is, is community marketing. Um, and, and for me to do that, I, I see it as, one, I have to educate the public on these kinds of things and just, you know, hey, this is, this is what's going on. And, and then another way is through co-op marketing. And that's where, you know, the 9 by 12 and I also have some other properties that I use. So I do use digital properties. I own my own digital properties that I've, you know, I, I package together with this. Um, and then through the events. That I, the example I gave earlier, I think that that's a third way that, that I do the community marketing and I connect in with them. So I think that that's kind of the big, the big picture with me is, um, you know, to build this out. And then I think that the, you know, to expand my, my consulting business where that, that differentiation comes in and to consult and to add in some consulting services and, again, more of a co-op type of situation because people can't afford to have a marketing manager. They can't have a, afford to be, you know, a marketing, have a marketing director, have their, um, one of their employees do that a lot of times. Um, so, even companies, you know, I, yeah. And even companies into the millions of dollars a year in revenue, it, they still, they'll use an employee to do it. They do. Yeah. So if I can, you know, I'm trying to build out, you know, my consulting business that I already do to more of a, have a co-op type of business where, you know, everybody, it's kind of a membership program in a sense, you know, where they would pay me and they get a certain amount of, you know, hours and, um, you know, every week that I would come or I would do group training or I would do group workshops, things like that. So I think that's going to be an important component, you know, down the road, but certainly, 
you know, all the other mediums that are out there that are, you know, working to a certain extent right now. What do you um, think? think what do you think is working? Yeah. What do you think, I think I, is working? Yeah, I think Facebook's working. Um, although it's not working as well as it was even three months ago, which is kind of scary. Because I think that what's happening with Facebook is exactly the same thing that took 10 years or eight years to happen to Google that I explained earlier. Is that once the corporates got a hold of it and they went and they were buying up all the inventory and all the prices and the pay-per-click and there's no cap to the, to the price, then all of a sudden, you know, they're getting all priced out. Um, but Facebook is working for a lot of small business owners still. And, and don't get me wrong, Google can work for small business owners, but again, they've got to have that unique message. It's got to be razor sharp, and it's got to resonate, and it's got to really you know, hit in order for them to, to com- compete. But Facebook is one. Um, you know, mobile is a real crapshoot right now. Right now, as far as I'm concerned, it's all crap. I haven't seen anything that, that even works. Because it, if, you can also do it by radius. And that's what I'm interested in. You know, if once they get this technology up to a certain degree, if I can put a radius on Main Street of these of these towns, of what's left of Main Street and, and whatnot, you know, that can be very powerful for my community marketing. Because when people walk in and I'm doing co-op marketing and everybody's chipping in and I'm buying this mobile advertising for everybody, but it's cheap for everybody because they're chipping in. And, they're, and then these consumers are getting these messages but it's relative to the small business owner as opposed to the big corporate agent. Uh, you know, that, that's one thing that I'm kind of like tracking. Um, other than that, man, I'm telling you, direct mail is where it's at. I mean, you, all you have to do is look up the, the statistics, 25% of, of direct mail uh, or of all, all local business um, uh, spend is on direct mail. It's on direct mail, yeah. Um, <laughs> because, it, because it works. Um, and it's, it's reliable. Uh, again, you still, you still have to do it differently. Yeah, and it's tangible. It yeah. Is. I'm IAB certified, which is one of the highest certifications in, in internet marketing. And I, and I, so, so there you have it. I'm like a highest certification <laughs> of internet marketing, and yet I'm promoting direct mail for the most part, right? <laughs> I, am, uh, I really appreciate this, Ken. I think you have shared a, a ton of information. I'm going to, I'm going to have to go through all this and write down, you know, where times you shared certain things because uh, there's just a lot of information. I know you said you, were, you weren't sure what you could bring to the table, but I think uh, there, there's a heck of a lot. Just leave you with this. I mean, I, I just think that at the end of the day, then I'm, I'm betting on it. Um, and, I, and, and so far, I've seen it happen is that it just resonates more with the people. And if I can get even 2% more people to pay attention to this card because it has a message that is different and it's, you know, impactful to their house values and to their tax rates and things like that, that that 2% is another 200 consumers that are going to pay attention to the businesses on the card. Yeah. And there's only 12 people on the card or 15 people on the card. You know, that goes around pretty pretty well. Um, and people get five, 10 extra, um, uh, customers, new customers, you know, then hopefully it can just synergize and continue to, to grow from there. Right. So 
Uh, it's just that win-win situation that you try to set up with anything you do. Ken, I really appreciate it. You've shared so much, and uh, I really look forward to seeing your progress and uh, hopefully sharing it with us, you know, down the road and see how it how it goes for you. And I'm, I'm always looking for that next uh, podcast from everybody else. Too. Every, every one of them is just so informative, and you know, everybody's got their own little tips and tricks, and it's just, it's just gold, man. So we appreciate what you do too. Thank you so much. Ken. Thank you.